Do you remember the best present that you ever received as a child? Some of our kids this morning are thinking, I hope that present comes tomorrow. I'm excited about what's going to be under the tree. I remember at the age of about eight years old, I received the best present that I think I have ever received for Christmas. I had opened all my presents and there was one box left underneath the tree and I tore into the paper and opened the box and inside the box was a piece of string. You may be thinking, doesn't sound like the best gift ever. However, that string actually came out of the bottom of the box. And I realized that that string was something that I needed to follow. And so I began downstairs in our house chasing the string into bedrooms and out of bedrooms and into the kitchen and up in the cabinets and then into the sunroom and then upstairs and then finally out into the front yard and it went all the way around our front yard in and out of trees and then it went to the back gate of our backyard. And I opened the gate, and there it was, a trampoline. <laughs> Church, as an eight-year-old kid, that is the gift that kept on giving. Every time I went out, I could jump on the trampoline. I could put a sprinkler underneath the trampoline, and it would shoot up water. I could jump. I could bring my friends over, and we could jump off the trampoline into the pool. It was the gift that kept on giving. As we gather this morning, we have come to celebrate another gift. In reality, it is the greatest gift that has ever been given. God the Father gave His Son, Jesus. And Jesus Christ truly is the gift that keeps on giving. You've heard the Christmas story as told by our kids here at North River from Luke chapter 2, but I want to call your attention this morning to another gospel account that is John, beginning in chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, going down through verse 16. You'll see the words on the screen this morning. But this is God's Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. 
He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Father, we ask this morning that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see, that you would open our ears that we would be able to hear, and that you would open our hearts and our minds that we would be ready to respond to your word and to your spirit. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. As we look at these verses that we just read this morning, and I just want to say to you, parents who have kids, if they're loud, it's okay. Take a deep breath this morning. It's going to be okay. As we look at these verses this morning, I want you to know that John is answering three specific questions for us. The first question comes in verses 1 through 5, and here's the first question. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? That's the first question, and notice that John gives us a very clear answer. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Son of God, the co-creator of everything that exists with the Father and with the Spirit. But if you look with me in verse 4, he gives us this answer. He, Jesus, is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. Which means for us, as we think about that, it means this world in which we live is dark. It's dark as a result of sin. It's dark. You may have come in this morning, and for you, you're thinking about just the weight of the darkness of the world in which we live. But can I encourage you this morning? Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Amen. For you this morning, you may be sitting in darkness, and I want to call your attention to Jesus, who is the light of the world. Maybe you're already a follower of Jesus this morning, but for you, there is darkness that is set in in your life. It may have been you've lost a loved one this year. You may be walking through a medical diagnosis that you weren't expecting. You look around and you think in this moment, pastor, I just feel that there is darkness right now, can I call your attention to Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. Not only 
Does John answer the question, who is Jesus, in verses 1 through 5? But in verses 6 through verse 13, he's going to answer another question, and that is, what has Jesus done? What has Jesus done? You look and see that there's a description of John. It's not John the writer of this gospel. It's John the baptizer, the forerunner who prepared the way for Jesus to come. And remember that he had constantly reminded people he was not a big deal, but the one who was coming, the Messiah, the Savior, was a big deal. And I'm just here to prepare the way for him to come. And notice when he talks about Jesus as the light of the world, he reminds us that Jesus made salvation possible. Notice verse 12, to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, that's Jesus' name, he gave the right to become children of God, not born of blood or of the will of the flesh, but of God. Jesus Christ coming to this earth made salvation possible. How did he do that? He did that through his perfect life that was lived, through his death on the cross where he took your sin and my sin upon himself and satisfied the wrath of God against sin on your behalf and mine. Died there, was buried, but he did not stay dead. He rose from the grave on the third day, and in that Jesus made salvation for you and for me possible. You may have come in this morning, and for you, you're not yet a follower of Jesus. You come in this morning, maybe you got drugged to church this morning. You really don't not necessarily want to be here, but can I just remind you this morning, it's not by accident that you're here. In fact, this is an opportunity for you to hear once again maybe for the hundredth time, the truth of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for you. I want you to know that I was eight years old when my pastor sat me down and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with me. Shared with me that I was a sinner, which at the age of eight tells you a lot, doesn't it, church? But he shared with me that I was a sinner and that I had no hope to fix my sin problem apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. He shared with me who Jesus is. He shared with me what Jesus has done. That is, through his life, death, and resurrection, make salvation possible. And he said to me, Michael, would you like to respond by faith, trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior. And church, that's the moment that I went from dead in my sin to alive in Jesus Christ. The truth is, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, that opportunity sits before you this morning to respond by faith, trusting 
in Jesus Christ as your Savior. He makes salvation possible. But not only that, John tells us in verses 14 through verse 16, he answers this question, what does Jesus continue to do? So who is Jesus? What has Jesus done? But, but what does Jesus continue to do? And as you see there in verse 16, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. He gives us grace upon grace. Think about it in this way. Jesus constantly for us lavishes upon all who are in him grace on top of grace on top of grace on top of grace on top of grace. If you're a follower of Jesus, you sit covered in the grace of God in your life this morning. This is a beautiful reminder for us in fact, I would say to you as well, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, this moment is a moment of grace for you. God has brought you here for this reason, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and to respond by faith, trusting him as your savior. I want you to hear the end of the story of my trampoline. I have a brother that is 14 years younger than me. And so what I experienced as an eight-year-old child, when I was in college, I had the opportunity to recreate that experience for my younger brother. I got to wrap the present and stick the string inside, and I got to, to run it all around the house and out in the yard, and finally back in the backyard where his trampoline was sitting there waiting for him, and for him too, it was the gift that kept on giving. And as I think about that, I think about for us who are followers of Jesus, who have experienced a relationship with Jesus Christ who have received grace on top of grace, you know what we have the opportunity to do? We have the opportunity to do just like I did with my brother, to take that gift and to continue to present it to those that we have contact with in our lives so that they have the opportunity to respond by faith, trusting in Jesus Christ as their Savior, Jesus Christ, the gift that keeps on giving. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? As our worship team makes their way back up and as we prepare to close out our service by singing and lighting candles representing Jesus, the light of the world, you may have come in today not yet a follower of Jesus, but you have heard maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time, the truth of who Jesus Christ is, what he's done for you, 
and what he offers to you today. I would encourage you in this moment, recognizing that you are a sinner in desperate need of a Savior, would you this morning place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior? We'd love nothing more than to help you take that step and encourage you if you came with a friend who you know is a follower of Jesus, ask them as you leave this morning, I I need to take that step. Will you help me? Maybe you're already a follower of Jesus today, but this has been a great reminder of the greatest gift truly that you have ever received, salvation through Jesus Christ. The gift in your life that keeps on giving. And the opportunity lays before you, it lays before me this morning to help other people experience the joy, the peace, the hope of receiving that gift, a relationship with Jesus Christ that will transform their life today, but ultimately for all eternity. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for Jesus, the light of the world, the gift that keeps on giving, lavishing upon us grace on top of grace on top of grace. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Church, would you stand? Join us as we sing.